when you can bring the energy mm. of joy, innocence, of play, of curiosity, of wonder, of just wanting to know what people are interested in, well, that's very much the magic part. Do you ever find yourself wondering whether you've chosen the wrong social media platform? Perhaps you've considered trying a different one, but feel it could be a waste of all the hard work you've put in already. Or maybe you're a bit afraid of trying another platform because you might discover the problem is you and your content and not the platform you're on. This is exactly the dilemma modern day which Rebecca Annuan found herself facing earlier this year. My audience was not growing. It was like 300 people or something. I'd say after two years, that's pretty abysmal, really. In this episode, you'll find out what happened when Rebecca switched from Instagram to TikTok. Hint, how does half a million views grab you? Plus, how it's impacted on her sales. Oh my goodness, TikTok. I was a bit judgy about it. Two weeks later, I had my first 10,000 view video and I was like, this is ridiculous. One of my videos has now hit nearly half a million views. They just gave myself permission just to experiment, to find out what would work. You'll get tons of practical tips, including how to tell if the platform you're on is the problem or it's your content. And you'll find out what kind of content your audience wants from you, regardless of the platform you're on. You're listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. I'm Janet Murray, and I love helping coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs create super engaging content that generates leads and sales for their businesses. No one starts a business and just knows how to create engaging content. It's a skill that has to be learned and practiced. And there's always something new to learn, no matter how long you've been in business. And I know running an online business can feel messy. Perfectionism, fear, self-doubt, and other mindset stuff can stop you showing up online in the way that's best for you. So you'll get help with that too. Ready to get courageous with your content? Let's get started. So you're a modern day witch. What exactly is that? I know the term witch is a really loaded question. And for me, it's less about stereotypes, although I do love a good witch's hat, but it's more about a woman or a person really, who's ready to like reclaim that inner power and create change in the world. Somebody who is ready to step out of the edges, maybe break away and break down those old paradigms of belief, doing things outside of what they might have been taught was right or wrong or good or bad or that's expected of them. And actually just embracing themselves and living life their way, which you know very much means going against all those expectations, all those judgments, all those that energy of should. So for me, that's the embodiment of a witch, a person who's really willing to walk their own path. And yes, of course, that does mean tapping into the magic of the world. And for some people that might look like really working with the energies of nature. But for me, it's more about that embodiment, that inner power. So do you have a pointy hat and a broomstick? I absolutely do. In fact, I have several broomsticks, all of which I've made myself. I have several pointy hats. <laughs> one I call my Miss McGonagall <laughs> hat because it's black with feathers. And the other one is a green, which is my favorite one. Do you do spells? Well, I do do spells, but I am a, I am a bit of a bad witch though because I don't do as many spells as people would probably like me to do. But one thing I do live with is absolute intention. There's a real misconception around spells and magic because I do love a good witch's tool. I have many, many tools myself. But it's not the tool that is magic. We bring the magic. That magic is within us. 
one of the things that I love doing is reconnecting people to that power, to that magic, to that idea of being intentional in all areas of their life. When we talk about spells, we cast spells every day with our language. It's like the language we put out literally brings things into being. We have a thought, we have that intention behind the thought, then we create the words. And those words can create our experiences of life. So everybody is creating spells all the time, but they're often doing it unconsciously. But when we bring intention and meaning to our actions, to our choices, then we really become powerful witches. So does that mean does that mean we're like casting spells without even knowing it? Yeah, of course. Every time you're like, oh my God, I'm so rubbish or I can't do that. Well, of course you can't if you don't think you're going to be able to. You're casting that enchantment over yourself of self-doubt, of lack of belief, instead of going, oh my goodness, I don't know how to do that yet. Just by those three little letters of yet can change everything. A lot of my work is like breaking the spells, breaking those stories that we've been born into with our family, with our culture, with our society, and breaking away from those spells, those enchantments is as important as consciously creating them too. And are we casting bad spells? If we say something mean to someone, are we casting a spell on them? Of course. If someone had said something really mean to you, how would that make you feel? That would change how you'd feel in your body. Likely Mm. change how you would feel in your body. Or if someone told you that what you were doing was wrong or stupid, or they didn't like that color on you. If you weren't fully confident and empowered and I love this phrase, being full of yourself in like a really healthy way, like full of life, full of your own confidence, you would take that personally and you could see that as a spell being cast on you because what you've done now is you've given your power to that person of them thinking badly of you. Oh my God, I've done it wrong. Oh my God, I can never wear my favorite jumper again because somebody laughed at me or whatever it was. It's like they have cast the spell on you and you've believed it enough to go, oh my God, you're right. And you've stopped doing that thing, whether it's a choice, whether it's behavior, whether it's color cardigan you're wearing. We all have the ability to create magic because we have the magic within us. So you were posting on Instagram, you weren't getting the results that you were hoping for and you started posting on TikTok. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so I was on Instagram. I'd been on there for nearly two years and reels came along and I hadn't really been using them. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give them a go. And I started creating content that a lot of people were talking to me about, but like my audience was not growing. It was like 300 people or something. I can say after two years, that's pretty abysmal, really. And you had suggested moving on to TikTok. And I was like, oh my goodness, TikTok, that's where my little nieces are. (laughs) It's like where my little tween nieces are. And I was like, oh, I don't really think so. And I I was a bit judgy about it. Actually, I was completely judgmental about it. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even consume content like that. So I did set up an account and I went on and I got lost in TikTok. I think I wasted like, not wasted actually, I really enjoyed it too much. Hours of just like watching these short form videos. And then I was like, nope, it's a waste of time. I'm not doing it. I posted like three videos and I was like, this isn't working. So I deleted everything. And then about two weeks later, I suddenly had this feeling, intuition. It was like, just give it another go. And I was like, oh gosh, okay then I suppose. So I did, I put a video on there. And I just started sharing exactly the same content as I had on Instagram. And on my fourth video that I shared, I had 6,000 views. And I was so shocked because on Instagram, I might get like a couple of hundred or maybe a thousand. 
And I was like, oh, there's something in this. And so I kept going. And then two weeks later, I had my first 10,000 view video and I was like nearly fainting. I was like, this is ridiculous. After spending so long on Instagram, I was comfortable with the platform. I knew a lot of the people who follow me. I'd have lots of conversations. And suddenly I felt like I was in this whole new world with so many more views. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice. But Instagram is where I connect with people. And then I started recognizing the same people coming back and commenting on TikTok. One of my videos has now hit nearly half a million views. I bet you're dying to see this TikTok that's had half a million views, aren't you? Well, I will put a link in the show notes, but I'm going to play it for you now. It's really short, just eight seconds. So I'll play it for you once and then I'll play it for you again and describe what's happening over the top. If you have a decision to make right now, which charm catches your attention? So Rebecca has these silver charms. I think one is a snake. One is a sunflower, I think. There's some angel wings. And I think one might be a cauldron. There's a kind of sheet of paper she's throwing them onto that has a circle on it, which has these words around the side. Embrace, growth, trust, accept, reflect, align, support, focus on. So I think the idea is that you focus on the charm that catches your attention. And as she throws them onto the circle, judging based on where they land, that's going to help you with your decision. So I'll play it for you a second time. If you have a decision to make right now, which charm catches your attention? So the charms are now falling down onto the sheet. Pretty impressive for eight seconds, right? And there are thousands and thousands and thousands of comments on there. And a lot of these people keep coming back and they started sending me messages going, oh, I love your videos. I look forward to them. Me and my friends wait for them to come out every day because we want to do your little challenges or we want to have a look at what you're doing. I've been on TikTok now for two months and I have 3,200 followers, which again is shocked me. And since I've been on TikTok, because you can link to Instagram, my Instagram following has nearly doubled. And I think that just must be the TikTok people coming across to follow me on Instagram too. So yeah, it's been very (laughs) eye-opening. So tell us about the kind of content you're posting on Instagram that you've now started posting on TikTok and is doing a lot better. Yeah. So on Instagram, I was going down the line of like making pretty little pictures and you know they were getting zero engagement for me. But when I started showing up on the videos and I started doing intuitive challenges and here's three things, I'm going to remove two, which one is it? And then doing little reels on how to connect with your intuition, how to use the intuitive challenges to really take a moment to connect with you. And then I started doing those on TikTok and people really loved them. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, if they like the intuition, there's a form of divination that I'm slightly obsessed by that I actually so much say that I wrote a book about it called Charm Casting. And the reason I love this thing called charm casting is because you just use everyday items you find around the house as a form of connecting with your intuition. Unlike when people use oracle cards, what they do is they often draw a card and then they go straight to the guidebook for advice. But with charm casting, there isn't a guidebook. So you have to feel into your own stories. You have to find your own answers. And so I started doing this like little things on TikTok going, oh, you know, which is the charm that draws your attention? This is something that I just love doing. So I thought, oh, do you know, I'll just test this out on TikTok. That's what people have really loved the most. So I've used TikTok really over the last couple of months as just a 
experimental playground to find out what content I really love sharing. And just having that freedom just to go, I'm new here. (laughs) I'm far too old for this platform. I keep seeing all these things like going, oh, people over the age of 30 on TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, I've got a decade on you, you know? (laughs) And because I just gave myself permission just to experiment, to find out what would work. It's been really liberating to find out what it is. And you had a false start on TikTok, didn't you? So you started putting out some videos, thought, no, this isn't working, took them all down. What were you feeling after posting those early videos? I just got lost in the platform. I was there going, I don't like short form video. It's it's not something I consume. And so I posted a couple of videos. I can't even remember what they were. Or I think I just put like a little montage of photos together or something. To be honest, I hadn't really thought about the platform. I was just like, oh, I should do this. And of course, as I know, whenever I work from the energy of should, it doesn't actually work. Mm. And I stopped. And then when I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm actually going to try this. And here we go with the magic. I'm going to try this with intention. I'm going to do this. I'm going to use it as my playground to just try a few things. And, you know, to start off with, I shared some little 30 second spells and, you know, things that you could do with intention, like how to enchant your cup of tea in the morning for a good day ahead and just little things like that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just started posting and listening to people's feedback and noticing what got more traction and what didn't. And just following the people rather than going, oh, this is how I think it should be done. I went in there going, oh, okay, let's listen to what people want. I'm like, that's the way that I followed it. I love the idea of making a TikTok about enchanting a cup of tea. So let's have a listen to this one. Hi, I was just making an enchanted cup of tea. Do you want to know how? Start by choosing your drink. I love nettle tea, but you can use coffee, you can use any herbs, anything that you want. And then set your intention. Do you want to experience more of something during the day to have something increase? Or would you like to remove something? If you want more of something, focus on that intention and stir clockwise to increase that energy in your life. And then if you want to remove something, stir anti-clockwise to decrease its power over you. And then enjoy your enchanted cup of tea. Cheers! You've said so many amazing things, which I think really sum up what great content is all about. So first of all, you said, well, I don't like short form video, so I don't think I should create it. And if I had a pound for every time I've heard that, someone say, I don't like this type of content, so I'm not going to create it for my audience. But actually, it doesn't really matter what you like. What matters is what the people you're trying to attract like. Now, that's not to say you should be creating content that makes you miserable and that you don't enjoy. But I love the fact that you talked about it as a playground and making it fun. And I think without exception, every person I've ever interviewed who's developed a really thriving following on a platform, that's been the thing they've had in common. It's like, this is fun. I enjoy it. I am excited to create this content. And I truly believe we've all got that joy in us. Every single creator I've spoken to who's done well on Instagram and on TikTok has talked about just just playing. Let's just have a play around. Let's see what works. Let's listen to what people are asking. And and what happened when you were able to just sit back and listen? What were people telling you they wanted? It was really that, that whole idea about being able to trust themselves, to have that empowerment, to know how to interpret messages that they see around them all the time. But it always came back to that idea of really believing in themselves and 
allowing them to make their own decisions, whether that was about relationships. I mean, often I feel like a bit of an agony aunt, but when I go and do like TikTok lives and I'll often be there with a deck of cards, I just love doing that for people. And they're like, well, I get my ex back. And I don't draw a card for them. I'm like, do you want them back? You know, (laughs) all these people just, I feel like I'm developing relationships with people that I just assumed I wouldn't have because it was TikTok. I mean, I don't really know where, where all my awful judgments of TikTok came from, but I was like, oh, it's just for kids. And oh, nobody will be interested in anything that I had to say. And it's not where my audience would really be. And actually, I've loved it. And I am following so many incredible people, um, interested, like the psychology of things, like for business, for all sorts of things that grown-ups would be interested in. I'm slightly addicted to short form video now as a consumer too, because you can just learn so much all the time. It's not just, it's not just dancing because I've, I've not done any dancing <laughs> on TikTok. I'd like to say my videos are just really quite plain. That's either of my table with me talking about charms or it's just me to camera. I got a bit fancy today because I put a green screen on, but that's as fancy <laughs> as I get on there. <laughs> yeah, you can find your own style just because everybody else is doing lip syncing or trends. You don't have to do that. And what most people really end up doing, and I think that's the case for you, is they find a style of content that really works for them and people like, and then they just repeat that style over and over again. And people love that. They love repetition. You've hit on three styles of posts that people really like. You can see they really like it from the comments and the engagement and the questions. So you've just made more of that type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, Someone said to me like, oh my goodness, you're all over the social media. It must take you hours to do the content. I'm like, oh my goodness, it takes me less than three minutes to do a video. And I'm really excited. They think it's taken me this huge amount of time because like you say, I just show up. I do the same thing. I'm consistent. People love it. I get the feedback. And then the great thing about it is I have all these comments and I can just go and reply in my own time. So it's not as though I have to be there live and like answering all of those questions immediately. But I post when I post it, I answer any initial questions that come through. And then I come back as and when throughout the day. But it really does not take me very long at all. Because like I say, I'm not doing highly polished, fancy transitions or dancing or clothes change. I just just show up and talk or show up and give my opinion on something. So with Instagram, how did you know it wasn't that your content was rubbish and have the courage to try another platform? Because I guess the thinking might be, if your content isn't working on one platform, why would it work on another one? What gave you the courage and the confidence just to give it a try? I was quite confident in it because I was having lots of feedback. Every single day, people were messaging me going, oh my God, I did your challenge and oh, I got it right. And you know, my friends are doing the challenge and we wait for it every day and we love doing the challenge. So I knew it was getting a lot of interest, which was fantastic but the audience wasn't growing. So I was like, okay, I need to try something else now, which was like, you know, I'll try the content over on TikTok and see what that engagement was like. I've always loved Instagram because it's pretty. If I go through my feed and I thought about how I used Instagram, I still don't use Instagram to watch videos on. I I have a feed that's curated of nature and beautiful art that people create. I don't ever watch videos on Instagram. And so I was like, okay, I'll try this platform because it's video oriented. And of course, because it's like trained their audience to watch videos rather than just be there to be, you know, like pretty filtered rather than wacky filtered. So I tried Mm -hmm. it on there and it just really felt good. And maybe that was, again, you know, the the magic and the witch energy is like the intention was to be sharing videos on that platform. 
Whereas Instagram, it had mm. always been about things looking nice. Yeah. So although the numbers weren't what you wanted, you were getting engagement on Instagram. And when someone says to me, I'm not growing on Instagram or whatever platform it might be, the first question I'll always ask is, well, is anybody commenting? And I don't mean your friends or your mum or an engagement pod. I mean, are you getting real, genuine comments? If you're genuinely creating good content, you can see it's getting engagement, even if it's only a small number of comments. I think it's definitely worth being brave enough just to try another platform. And sometimes for reasons we can't quite put our finger on, something doesn't work on one platform, but it does work on another. Or it's just easier to find your people. And I think that's certainly been the case for you, hasn't it, Rebecca? It has. And the sale of my charm casting book has gone through the roof on Amazon. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> and I can only put that down to TikTok, really. I mean, maybe it could obviously be other things because I don't really have the analytics, but there's a nice correlation mm. there. <laughs> Something else really interesting happened as well, didn't it? So people started asking you for intuitive readings. And I remember you saying to me, but I don't give intuitive readings, Janet. And I said, ah, but you do do readings. And they were just calling it something, weren't they? And I think that's a really interesting thing because people often obsess about what they're going to sell to their audience. Everyone feels like they have to have it all figured out. But actually, if you just create content that gives you joy and you genuinely feel it's going to help people, then people will start to tell you what they want to buy. You might not feel like you want to sell it to them, but they will definitely tell you what it is they want to buy. Yeah, they are definitely telling me. <laughs> <laughs> So what advice would you have for someone who is posting on a platform at the moment and thinking, I'm just not sure that this is the right platform for me? I would say, give yourself permission to try another platform just for fun. Because I think I even said to you, Janet, that I'm going to go try TikTok for two weeks. I'm going to try it for two weeks. If I don't like it, I'll just delete my account. And that was two months ago. And I've had so much fun on it. So I think it's like to give yourself permission just to have a go, to go there without any expectation other than to have fun, to find your voice, to share your message. Because the more that we can talk about what we do or the things that interest us, we start to hone our message more so. We start to get clear on what it is we want to talk about, who we want to target, and it just makes everything easier for us. So I would say it's really exciting to start on a brand new platform where nobody knows you. There's no expectations. You can do, be, have whatever you want and just give it a go. Yeah. And I think just have fun because I think sometimes we feel we can't be fun or we can't have a laugh or we have to be really serious all the time because we're creating business content. But actually the accounts that I follow for business purposes, the thing I often love most is that generally it is good, entertaining content. I enjoy listening to it because it's well put together, but you can really tell that they're enjoying making it. And I think it really comes across when people are enjoying making their content and creating business content can be fun. It doesn't have to be all serious all the time. And I think that's very much the magic part, isn't it? It's like when you can bring the energy mm. of fun, joy, innocence, of play, of curiosity, of wonder, of just wanting to know what people are interested in. Well, that's our intention and that's what we're going to get back. When we're like, oh mm. God, something else yeah. on my to-do list, I have to do this. And you show up and you can't be able to do the video, but you put it out anyway. And it gets no engagement. So you feel even mm. worse about it. And it's like, well, that's just a spiral of decline and nobody wants that energy. Yeah. And ultimately, I think it's like, how can you turn up online and say you want to help people, but without actually giving any time to understand 
who these people are, what they want, and what you can help them with. That feels quite out of integrity to me not to do that. And when people say they struggle with sales and they struggle with being online because they feel icky and horrible, that's generally because they're not actually taking the time to build a relationship. They're just thinking about selling. When people feel funny about sales, it's because they're making it about them and not the person who needs that service. And it's like, oh, but I'm scared. Oh, but I'm like this. And it's like, well, step out of your ego's way (laughs) and make way for actually having a connection with someone who needs the work that you have. I love this interview because for me, it sums up what creating great content is all about. In Rebecca's words, it's about having the courage to play, to experiment with different types of content to see what lands with your audience and take the time to really listen to what people are asking you for. But before you rush off to try a new platform, the first thing you must do is look at the quality of your content. Rebecca was already creating engaging content and she knew that because even though she didn't have a large following on Instagram, she was getting some genuine engagement from her ideal clients or customers, some genuine comments and questions. She just felt she should be getting more. So if you're not getting any genuine engagement on your content in the form of comments, questions and shares, and not from your friends or family or an engagement pod you're part of, The problem is far more likely to be with your content and not the platform you've chosen. Sorry. So before you go rushing off to try a new platform, it's really worth taking the time to experiment with some new types of content. There are loads of episodes of the Courageous Content Podcast that will help you with that to see whether you can increase the engagement on the platform you're on. If you are getting engagement on the platform you're currently focusing on, I hope that Rebecca's story will inspire you to go and give it a try. Go and see what happens when you post that content on a different platform. Even if it doesn't work out, you will definitely learn something from the experience that you'll be able to apply in your content. And please do take a look at Rebecca's TikTok account over at Rebecca Annuan. I'll link to her account and all her socials in the show notes. Would you like to create super engaging content about your business and do it consistently? If so, you need my Courageous Content Planner in your life. It's a gorgeous A4 desk diary that's so simple to use because it's based on my 4x4 strategy, which involves posting four styles of content four days a week. Yes, content planning really can be that easy. There's templates for daily, weekly, monthly, and annual planning, so you know exactly what to post, where, and when, plus hundreds of ready-to-go content ideas and prompts. So you'll never run out of ideas for social media posts again. And accountability trackers to keep you consistent with your posting. The Courageous Content Planner is both practical and pretty, with four gorgeous cover designs to choose from. So if you want to ditch the content overwhelm and you want a simple content plan you can actually stick to, head over to CourageousContentPlanner.com to order your copy today. for listening to the Courageous Content Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media. That way, more people can benefit from the free tips and strategies I share. And be sure to tag me in when you do. I'm at Jan Murray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. 